Escape from Plan A. Hello, uh, and welcome to another episode of Escape from Plan A. Uh, I'm your host, Adam, for today. And I'm here with uh, three 
good friends and acquaintances of mine. Um, they all happen to be Korean American adoptees, but we're on here to talk about adoptee mental health. Uh, and my first guest is Derek Fisher. Hello. Uh, we're also here with uh, Moses Farrow. Hello. And Jody Gill. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for um, being here. And, um, you know, this is a topic that I think is close to all of our hearts, right? Um, adoptee mental health. And, um, you know, when I was on the, you know, when I'm on the internet and I'm on social media or whatnot, um, I'll see various things. And I saw that, you know, very recently, Derek, uh, that you had started um, a foundation that really focuses on the mental health of adoptees. And it's the Guide Foundation. Uh, and um, you did that and you founded that along with Jody uh, and with Moses. But um, can we get just a little bit of an introduction, I guess, for you guys a little bit really quick, and then we can get into how the Guide Foundation, um, you know, became a reality. So, I guess, Jody, if you, you could go first, if you feel comfortable. Sure. So my name is Jody Gill, and um, I'm from the Portland area. Uh, my background is uh, working with uh, international students in education for um, several years, and that has uh, allowed me to travel quite a bit and have that global perspective. Um, I think, um, yeah, I, I can just explain. Like, I'm a, a new CAD, and in fact, the word CAD is a, a new term to me in general. So it's been an exciting ride and uh, in a bit, I'll talk about the origin. All right. Great. Um, I guess, uh, Derek, would you like to, to go just introduce yourself quickly? Yeah. Um, for those who, of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Derek Fisher and I've been in the Korean adopted community for two years after uh, surprisingly going back to Korea to meet my biological father and that was the beginning of a somewhat remarkable journey in where I now have a blog and uh, has served on boards of nonprofits. And the evolution of my experience has now escalated to the point where we are trying to take point in some serious issues that impact our community and trying to produce positive and proactive results that will ultimately create. A, a sense of self-determination mm -hmm. for our community. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, and, and Moses? I'm Moses Farrow, and I am a state-licensed marriage and family therapist. I am uh, uh, a CAD myself. I have uh, been in the mental health field for about 20 years at this point, and my career has really uh, helped me focus in on what I feel today is uh, the top priorities that we really need to be focusing on uh, for myself. Uh, both as a therapist, I have spent about the last 10 years uh, working spe specifically as uh, an adoption therapist um, in providing ado post adoption services. Uh, and uh, at this point, I've uh, also been advocating for uh, reducing the stigma on mental health. Mm -hmm. I've been advocating for suicide prevention and for child abuse prevention. 
Um, and I'm really excited about uh, the Guide Foundation and working with Derek and Jody uh, to really bring this to the forefront in the Korean American adoptee community, as well as the, the international and transracial adoptee community. Uh, this is one of those things that uh, kind of slips through the cracks. And it's obviously about saving lives and something that we, we have to, at this point, uh, bring our collective voice together and say, uh, we have to address this. We have to do something about this. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into today's conversation about this. Oh, thank you so much, Moses. And um, let's just get right into it. You know, let's um, let's just let's talk about the Guy Foundation, like you mentioned. And um, you know, Jody, uh, what? How how did this all happen? How did this all come together? Sure. Uh, so for me, uh, it was actually a nudge of my husband thinking that I needed to get my DNA checked uh, as a possible, oh. yeah, as a possible link of, you know, potentially finding some uh, relatives out there. And uh, it wasn't actually even on my radar because I travel like three to four months out of the year internationally. And we're just, I'm moving at this pace. But um, strangely enough, like, you know, the pandemic came and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got no travel, no travel plans. What should right. I do? And then, uh, you know, the DNA, the, the, the kit that he found was three through 325 camera. And they, they require you to be a part of this Korean adoptee group. And that was brand new for me. And I'm like, okay. So I, um, you know, I asked to be part of this Korean adoptee group and they, they accept me. And, and, and at first, honestly, I thought, oh, this is, this is kind of a fun space. And it was just mainly a means to an end. Um, sadly enough, like the 325 camera, they, when we tried to inquire, Hey, I'm a part of this group. Can I get my kit? <laughs> They're like, no, there's a pandemic hmm. going on. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> So then I'm like, okay. Um, so then I just started throwing posts up just to see like, what's this audience all about? You know? So my mm -hmm. post would be like, Hey, will you be my brother or sister? And it was weird. Like the response was obviously everybody's just home or something. Response was really positive. Um, and then I would put posts up like, Hey, all of my children have blue eyes. What about your kids? So I took it in this very playful manner and um, just played around with the group to see what was going on. But I remember like Derek would like comment on a couple posts and I'm like, who's that guy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then he would put some posts up and they're always like some kind of multifaceted thinking. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is Facebook. <laughs> why would I want to, <laughs> why would I want to think that deeply on a Facebook post? <laughs> um, but one of his, uh, did reflect, um, his journey of, uh, his mental, uh, health journey. And, and I responded right. to that, you know, it really did resonate with me. Like, Oh, that's, that's real stuff. And for me, like personally, 
um, you know, all of us have been affected by suicide and, and, and mental health mm-hmm. uh, issues somewhere along the way. Um, and for me, it, within my family, uh, I was definitely affected by it. It's one of those things that I don't really talk about because it's kind of a damper of a conversation to have. But, um, you know, having to caregive for my daughter and to make sure that she was just eating daily, you know, was it was a mm-hmm. big was a big part of my experience um, that resonated. But along with his post, though, um, I noticed there was an underlying theme going on here. Like, wow, as much as I like to put out these fun things, mm-hmm. I was trying to I, I honestly thought, well, maybe I can get this group to think more positively because all their posts are kind of sad. Um, but. As I observed more, it's like that sadness is pain. Yeah. Like, what do we do with that? You know? So then as Derek and I became like, um, you know, more and closer friends and our communications continued to um, just uh, just be more frequent, we both kind of had the same mission, even though he is a Democrat and I'll just say I'm conservative. <laughs> we were able to see like, hey, this mission is probably stronger than um, where our position is, you know, in society. And it just kind of took off from, hey, maybe your mom is really alive because I used to have this thing like, you know, my mom, my, I'm talking about like my um, Korean um, mm-hmm. you know, birth family. Your birth mom. mom, yeah. Yeah, my birth mom is like, I'm sure she's dead. And he would kind of challenge that. So this, from those those bantering back and forth we said well why don't we create a book and i'm like why not i've been to korea several times i think i can help in this way and he says well i can help in this way because my path was like i spent a lot of money <laughs> um and and time and energy and all this so um so our friendship really um you know was able to produce this book and then after the book we're like hey i think there's more and then when we saw moses me personally i was watching moses in the background um and i'm like gosh he's exactly in line with where we want to go. In the background, what do you mean by that? Like in the background of the Facebook groups or? Yes, that's a good point. Uh, in the, in, I'd watch his uh, Facebook posts. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She was stalking him pretty hard. This is what she's <laughs> I really like his hair. <laughs> he do- Moses, you do have nice hair. That's my I life. was completely clueless. Uh, <laughs> not, I don't look out for any stalkers or anything. So. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm flattered. <laughs> I'm a very good so, but, but this stalker. Was, but, this, but the whole genesis and, and the whole, um, this whole thing happening was very quick. Uh, are you like, am I understanding right that this really all came together in like the last maybe four or five months? Even less than that, you know, like three months, the, you know, the, so there's an interesting element to the origin story, which I think kind of shows the direction that we're going, that we're going. And, uh, and that is that, uh, I had a, a pretty intense phone conversation with a, another friend of mine. And it was about a major player in the international adoption arena Mm -hmm. and some of the failings that they've had in in post-adoption. And so I was kind of laying it out. And, you know, the biggest problem I feel sometimes is that a lot of worthy projects are are created, but they die in the vine. They, They never see fruition and therefore ultimately don't really help anybody. And as I was ending that conversation, 
because I had given several ideas, right? And I said, I have a ton of ideas. And at the very end, I'm like, you know what you could do? You know, while the world started to shut down, is you have plenty of time where, you know, you guys could create a handbook for CADs or Korean adoptees internationally that go back to Korea to meet biological relatives and help them out as far as what to expect. And then I said, that's my last one. I hung up the phone. And uh, I started thinking, going, wait a second. Why do, why do I have to wait for this? Like, why do I have to give this concept to somebody else and then wait mm-hmm. for them to, to see it to the finish line? That just made no sense to me. And, you know, I, I'd been getting to know Jody a lot better. And Jody, you know, works for uh, a university in Oregon. And I'm like, well, you know, perhaps we could give some of the students at the university some experience and they could participate in a really cool project. So that's the call. You know, I said, hey, are you interested in doing this? Because we don't have to wait for anybody else to do it. We can do it ourselves, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And said, well, you're in luck because all my travel plans got destroyed. So I have some time on my hands. Now, the bad news is that Jody didn't realize just how much time this would require. So I'm <laughs> regretting it a little bit because when she met, you know, some time, you know, maybe she thought it's going to be like 10 hours a week and, and it's, it's, you know, it's just expanded exponentially beyond that. But that's the point I kind of want to stress. And, you know, I think one of the unique driving factors and potentially different is, the you know, that dawning realization that we don't have to wait for anybody. And, yeah. and there is sometimes a, a learned helplessness, and that's what you know. I'm looking forward to hearing Moses's perspective on this, um, as far as you know, when someone that's you know experienced what we've experienced kind of has that moment going, no, no, hold on a second, I'm in charge of my destiny, you know, and and we can create our own narrative, and that narrative can be focused on positive things and on you know creating a a, a, a dialogue that does you know that that benefits people. And so, you know, Jody's story is lighthearted and 100% true, but I do. And so now you can kind of see what she said about all the Facebook posts. And then I just jumped in. (laughs) I I just did that right now. Right. So, um, you know, I'm coming in going, hold on a second, you know, this whole self-determination concept and not waiting for other organizations to to make progress and, and help our community. That's the ultimate driving force. And as, you know, Jody and I were working on this, handbook and, and we're progressing nicely and it's going to come out in um, September and it's called a, a handbook for birth family reunions, right? We were at the fundraising stage and the, you know, the decision was, okay, well, we got to raise money. It's a lot easier to raise money if you're a nonprofit 501c3. We didn't think it made a lot of sense for the handbook to be, you know, a 501c3 because then what else? There's nothing left. And if you're going to spend the money and time to create a nonprofit, then we better have, you know, a larger mission. And that's really where we kind of scratched our heads and went, okay, what else can we do? Um, And, you know, that was right around that time that, uh, you know, on one of the pajama conferences, there was a panelist by the name of Mark Hagelin, who's a a friend of mine. And I met him in LA. Adam, you met him too in LA, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Mark's the panelist. And I guess Mark told Moses, like, hey, you know, there's a guy that you, you should probably know. And I got a friend request from Moses. And I, unbeknownst to Moses, Jody had also already told me about Moses. And I was like, <laughs> that is fair, right? I'm like, well, that's exactly what I said. She goes, do you know this guy? I'm like, no, but he has really good hair. So, like, you know, 
you know, and then I found out he's a therapist too, but I was just really fixated on the hair. It's, um, it's unfortunate. It's a podcast because you guys can't see just how good <laughs> man's hair is. It's just incredible. And, uh, but you know, so we got, we, we started talking and really the path was laid out already for us. There was very little work as far as deciding what direction it was. You know, Jody's right. passion is uh, education, you know, and so, you know, core mission of what we do is going to be adoptee education, which the handbook squarely falls under. And then, you know, the other path is mental health advocacy, specifically addressing, you know, reducing our, our just staggeringly high rate of suicide. Um, yeah. And Moses is, you know, neck deep in that and has a long and uh, and very distinguished career in and really working on the front lines. So, I mean, the the direction of where we go is almost a no brainer. Very easy to to identify. Yeah, and I think that that uh, that idea of self determination, or the sort of like what you were saying, where you were talking to your friend and were like, you know, had all these ideas, and then suddenly you get off the phone and you realize, wait a minute, what's stopping me from doing this? That's like. The genesis of, of very similar to the genesis of Plan A magazine, you know, like we were we're all complaining and we're all saying all these things about how you know Asian American voices are ignored in the media, this that and the other thing, and, and people aren't saying what we wish they would say. And then you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck is stopping me in 2016 or 2017 from saying it, you know, publishing it, finding other people's voices I like, and 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 publishing it there. Uh, publishing that as well, um, so that that it it I totally understand that, and you know, and I, it, and it's amazing that you guys are doing it, and um, you know, I'm yeah, I, I love it. It's it's a funny story, but it's also really uh, uh, relatable, and I think you know, the plan plan A understands. Yeah, um, you're 100 percent correct, Adam. You know, for those of you who don't know, Adam and I actually met in LA at that same conference. We were actually uh, roommates yeah, in the roommates. Yeah. So we were talking and, you know, we were, you know, really discussing some of the issues that um, just impact us in, in both a negative and positive way. And, you know, he had said, well, I have this podcast, I have this magazine. I just thought that was just cool as shit. You know? <laughs> well, thanks, man. You didn't, uh, you don't see many people that, uh, you know, take those positive steps. And, you know, I think a lot of people live in platitudes, right? So everyone's heard that saying, you know, you're the part of the problem, you're part of the solution, right? Or, you know, get busy mm -hmm. or get busy dying, you know, all this crap that people say, but they don't ever really live. And, you know, Adam, you definitely said there's a vacuum and if no one's going to fill it, then by God, I will. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Food, me I and my friends, you know, it's that we're trying. Yeah. And, well, um, you know, it, yeah. So, I really admire what you guys are trying to do. And, and um, like you said, Obviously, this handbook that you guys are, are fundraising for and are obviously planning what's going to be in it um, based on your own experiences and also the experiences, I'm sure, of many other uh, adoptees um, that have gone through this search uh, and have lived the search. Um, I think, you know, I, I'm really excited uh, for when that comes out and, and you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm going to try to make as many people aware of it as possible. We'd love that. Uh, and it's a really needed resource um, because it's something that we talk about a lot, Derek, is that we have a lot of groups and there is a large community, but it's a very fractured community. And um, it, it's, there's a need for at least some sort of um, coming together. And, and not to say that everyone has to agree, but um, 
we have to stop sort of competing against ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I think this handbook uh, is is a step in that direction because obviously no one book is going to be able to cover everything, but it's going to be a resource of a lot of people's knowledge put in, into one place. And, and that's a really useful and needed thing for a large part uh, for a large part of the experience of being adopted, right? Which is the birth family search. Can I show right. you something even cooler yeah. about that? Go ahead, man. All right. So it's um, it's really interesting because sometimes people think like, okay, what the hell does a handbook for birth family reunions have to do with mental health? And um, uh, I'm going to connect that dot for you really quickly. All right. So the belief that we had in creating the handbook was that the best person to assist a Korean adoptee going back to meet a biological relative or birth family member was another Korean adoptee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Right? So, Agree. there's very few other people that can know um, exactly what that's like. And I didn't have that resource in 2018 when I went back. And, you know, Jody likes to make fun of me because I made literally every mistake possible. <laughs> I didn't know and I had no preparation. Right. And, but there's, there's certain things that are almost universal in that experience that you can't imagine and only a cat can prepare you for. So, you know, yes. there, there is really no other person um, that can, you know, tell you this is going to happen without, you know, any. Okay. I'll give you an example. Uh, if you go back to Korea to meet your birth family member, at some point in time, you're just going to lose your shit. Yeah, um, it's not going to be bad news or anything like that. It, it's a, it might be the, just the slightest dumbest trigger. It could be, you know, the person opening your adoption file for the first time and you're watching it, you know, and you just get hit in the feels. Or it could be a picture, yeah. or it could be some memento, but you just get hit by a two by four um, mentally and emotionally. And uh, you know, mine was I broke down in a taxi cab uh, crying uh, because I had this like just revelation that was so disturbing to me but if we can help the korean adoptee that goes uh, back to korea to help them manage that and say look when this happens you're not abnormal there's nothing wrong with you um and we can't predict when it's going to happen because we don't know those triggers for you but what we can share with you is you know um here's what you can do to help manage it here's the place where you can go um to feel a bit better you know those things yeah. So if we believe that CADs are the best resource for a birth family reunion, then when we look at the mental health issues and when we look at, uh, you know, uh, just Korean adoptee suicide, potentially, I believe that the best resource for that is also fellow CADs. So there you can kind mm-hmm. of see the, the connection, right? Because we saw, Absolutely. you know, the value of what our advice was as CADs to other CADs in a um, reunion story. But if you look at the larger picture and the problems that we face uh, as a a specific demographic is, well, okay, then, you know, other cats can help cats for that too. Absolutely. That's how it's banded. And yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And um, I I like to bring in Moses, I guess, at this point um, to sort of talk about, you know, so so Derek and Jody have talked about how they, I think, you know, they reached out to you with this idea and um, what what went through your mind, you know, when you when you get your um, hair stalker calling you and saying, you know, <laughs> can you? No, but in all seriousness, so like, how did like what went through your mind and like um, what what were your thoughts, uh, you know, when you were sort of presented with this idea? 
Yeah, thanks for asking, Adam. Uh, and, and I'm happy to jump in at this point. Uh, I'll say my reaction was finally. Yeah. Th- this uh, has been uh, in the making uh, for such a long time. And thank goodness uh, Derek and Jody have put this front and center. Uh, thank you. And and thank you, Adam, for uh, creating your own platforms to elevate our voices and to bring us together and to really uh, show the fabric of what um, uh, the Korean adoptee, the adoptive uh, experience really is. So I, uh, you know, I, I get that my, my role here and my position and uh, what I'm going to speak about is the mental health aspect. And for, for Jody and, and Derek and the Guide Foundation, uh, that it really comes down to we're about saving lives and suicide. Uh, it's not, it's not an easy topic uh, to talk about. It happens way too often. Uh, and there's too many of us who are suffering. And I, I don't want to kind of bring down the, the the awesome energy the, uh, of the conversation. Oh, that, that's totally you know? fine. That's totally but, fine. You know, it's it's a tough topic, but you know, we 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 can't shy away from it. So please don't feel like um, it's going to bring down the energy. We all uh, have plenty of energy because <laughs> you know what? Honestly, like it, nothing underdizes me more, even if it upsets me, than talking about how we can try to prevent. You know, the, you know, the suffering that a lot of our, you know, that a lot of our brothers and sisters are going through. Um, so, you know, please, uh, you know, whatever thoughts you have. Thank you. And, and, and thank you for, for balancing out. Uh, yeah, uh, it should be energizing and saying uh, we need to keep bringing our voices together. Now, uh, I appreciate that Derek made that first connection between the guidebook and, and mental health. Uh, what really unifies all of us is the fact that we have this traumatic loss. It, it's probably the only defining uh, experience of adoption that only adoptees uh, have uh, that no one else does. Um, and for so many of us, it's a, a traumatic loss. Uh, it's a traumatic relinquishment. And thankfully, uh, through neuroscience and research, uh, we now understand that it doesn't matter what age you're adopted. Uh, it mm-hmm. only matters that this loss occurs. And it, the memory that gets stored in the body and really is uh, subconscious for a long time for many of us. So we're going through life and we're thinking we're doing all the things that we're meant to, meant to do. And uh, for some of us, uh, it's a gradual process of put, starting to put the pieces together about our thoughts and feelings and relationships and the choices that we make for ourselves. Uh, where um, where for others, it kind of hits us over the head uh, at uh, mm-hmm. a, a time we're least expecting it. And our lives pivot 
towards we have to start understanding ourselves and we have to reconnect um, this loss uh, uh, once we start understanding this. And so this is where it's making so much sense uh, that really everything about what we're doing and what the Gaia Foundation is about uh, comes from a place of mental health and knowing that uh, it all comes back to this loss, this traumatic loss that uh, each of us experience uh, at various points in our lives. And going back to uh, another point about it is about uh, elevating all of our voices, not to come together, you know, and unify them uh, around a single voice, but recognizing all of uh, all of us represent a unique piece of the adoption experience. That's right. And so it's really important that we have these platforms, we have these abilities for us to uh, tell our stories and share what what it's like, what we're going through. Um, so, as Derek said, you know, it's about CADs helping CADs, but it's also about at what point are you on your journey? So you, you've gained that insight, you've gained that awareness, you've gained that uh, ability to say, we've come out of the fog and we're starting to understand uh, what the reality of the situation is, which I'll go into a couple of things about understanding what adoption really means and where it came from. So the historical context of right. uh the international adoption industry, if you will, and how it was kind of born out of uh, an economic uh, drive uh, between Korea and the U.S. Yes. Uh, you know, so there's this other piece, these other layers, uh, as we start diving further uh, into our roots about the historical context how do we reconcile our identity as a CAD, as an adoptee, as a Korean, as a Korean American, uh, and certainly any Koreans across the globe uh, who have been adopted? Um, you know, how how do you put those pieces together in a uh, identity that feels complete uh, and uh, um, makes sense? to you. So there's so many layers to this. And in terms of uh, where it comes down to um, the uh, uh, things that get us to think about suicide, to even consider it. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there's something about um, being stuck in this uh, repetitive trauma cycle and keeps us uh, in the fight or flight mode, keeps us in this all or nothing thinking, keeping us in this black and white thinking, um, this uh, catastrophic thinking, if you will, uh, where we never really get beyond surviving. We never really get beyond um, the life or death scenario uh, that we experience uh, when we're taken away from our birth. Uh, and biological mothers and parents. Right. And, 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 yeah. Sorry, just to cut in here a little bit, but um, yeah. yeah. So, so there are a couple of things. Um, 
I think, you know, we were, we were on a call yesterday because we're all preparing for a panel we're going to be doing. Um, one of the, uh, I think Derek mentioned the pajama conferences that um, he has started to do. And um, so, we were, uh, we were on the phone talking yesterday and Derek, you pointed out that, uh, you know, one part of strength or uh, I'm paraphrasing here that, but um, there's an aspect of strength that's standing up for yourself. But being even stronger is is standing up for others, and I think that really you know that really hit me because that's sort of what you know that's exactly what you guys are doing here, and I think that we're all trying to do is that you know we've all sort of stood up for ourselves, um, you know, in in ways, but now we're 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 at the stage where we want to give back and stand up for others, and um, and Moses, I mean Adam, can I jump in real quick on that? Yeah, of course. Because um, we, you know, I love when Moses says coming out of the fog, you know, and yeah. one of the areas I, I kind of gently tease, you know, Jody about, cause she's always like, I'm a newbie and stuff. And I forget that she's a newbie. So I, I kind of say like, Hey, <laughs> you know this already, but she's just come out of that fog. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I came out of the fog two years ago, unwillingly, I was dragged out of the fog. Right. So now I, my, my eyes are open, but here's the, here's the, brutal facts and reality of our situation is that the vast majority of uh, Korean American adoptees, CADs, uh, are, are still in the fog. Yeah. There are people yeah. that are not willing to even recognize that they are CADs. Um, you know, my, my brother and sister are CADs. They, they, want, they want nothing to do with the community, and that's not unusual. So, no, it's not. Yeah. You know, when you look the, the at thing, the population, yeah. it, it, what, but, you know, up to 124,000 of us. And when yeah. you look at the people that are connected in social media, um, you know, you know, there's like ten to twelve thousand. So you know, you're looking at ninety two percent of the population wants nothing to do with each other. And you know, the here's the scary thing about it is that you know we're all talking, right? So if we have a problem, we can reach out to one another. And so potentially, you know, and it's sad because people are still taking their lives, and you know, and that we're aware of. But the people that aren't take, that we are not aware of, they're taking their lives because they don't have this support structure. You know, mm-hmm. it is uh, for for me the driving force, and I I think Jody and Moses would one hundred percent back me up on it. But we have a sense of urgency because we want to have we don't want those people necessarily to be in the fog. We don't want them to feel isolated and alone. We want people to understand that there's nothing abnormal about them. There's, they're not mm-hmm. freaks and they're not, um, you know, terrible people. They're, they're in pain, but that pain is a shared connection from what Moses was saying as far as that initial trauma. And that reconciliation is absolutely critical. And yeah, you know, that's, you know, the, the timing is just, um, we, we have to do something. We have yeah, and, to do and I think the current world conditions have sort of really exacerbated that too. Where it's like the urgency Agree. for so many things um, ha- has just been escalated. You know, it's like if it was it was already urgent, but it's now like mm-hmm. do or die, literally, for a lot of people. And yeah, um, yeah. you know, oh, oh, and, and sorry, go ahead, I, Moses. Yeah. yeah. Um, not to cut you off, but uh, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, you know, coming from the mental health community. Uh, I see that we've been in a mental health crisis for a long time. Uh, And despite the new headlines uh, coming out of the pandemic and the circumstances that we're in, where 
they're saying we're in a mental health crisis uh, or be prepared, it's coming. Um, uh, the truth of the matter is uh, there's been a, a lot that's not been addressed. And yeah. partly because there is a stigma, partly because in general, uh, among at least among the Asian community, uh, addressing your mental health is not really uh, addressed. It's not really something um, you pursue. So uh, for me, it, it really, this mental health crisis really has been around uh, a long time. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to point that out and, and yeah. wholeheartedly agree with you, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think part of the, uh, you know, we've talked about that before, Derek, how, you know, you know, if you look at the participation in the conferences and the Facebook groups and on Twitter and, you know, in person in the adoptee um, organizations, it seems large when you think about how many, uh, you know, Korean adoptees alone there are, you know, not even talking about all the Chinese adoptees, Vietnamese, other other um, international adoptees, there are, it's such a small percentage of us. So, the difficulty is in in reaching um, the people who are not in the communities. And, um, you know, I, and I don't, I don't think for me, like, I'm trying to get people to be active participants. Like, if anyone who's an adopt, like, if, if some adoptee hears me, but doesn't ever want to, like, you know, being part of those groups, that's fine. Um, I just want them to know that like, you know, there are these resources out there uh, and they so, don't ever have to like acknowledge it, but you know. If I could jump in from the educational aspect. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, on our campus, we have a very big emphasis on acknowledging the different cultures, you know, and in USA, sometimes people refer to it as a melting pot, but uh some people also refer to it as a mosaic. Um, but when we are giving, you know, this inclusion type task force, what is the color of the adoptees? Hmm. You know, and I, I think, don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they have not been acknowledged even on the, the level of, uh, you know, a university level as being a part, they kind of dabble with, oh, here's an Asian fusion group. Here's our, you know, this group, uh, second generation group, but the actual adoptee group has not been acknowledged on that level. So it's an interesting thing. So I think when I think of a mosaic, it's like, we've got to figure out what is our color and how can we um, band together? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I like to jump in on that because uh, I, I, I think we need to, Acknowledge that um, there are the bi biracial uh, adoptees as well, and that's right. We also uh, find partners um, who are of a, a, another race and having children and looking at future future generations. Uh, so it may not be what's our singular color; it may be what is our own mosaic or what is our own kind of uh, melting pot, um, uh, a variety of colors. Uh, so I, I like that visual, Jody. Yeah. And, and, and that point also sort of, I was going to mention this um, is that you, know, you were talking, you know, you were Moses, you were talking about how um, our, you know, our, our initial sort of, uh, 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 
trauma uh, of loss or, or relinquishment will color mm-hmm. our lives, our, our whole lives, right? Uh, in, ver- in a lot of different ways. Um, some being, you know, how we form relationships, uh, how we relate to ourselves and, and our place in society. Um, and it just sort of echoes and it never really goes away, right? That also doesn't just stop at us, right? I mean, it stops at, you know, it, it, it extends to our partners, extends to our own children, etc. So, um, that, you know, and, and people, and I think for me, at least whenever I think about, uh, mental health, uh, you, and you mentioned this, Moses, it, it's a, it's about meeting people sort of where they are, right? Cause you, you know, we've talked about how for some people it sort of creeps up on us and the effects are sort of felt a little by little other people. It seems to be sort of, you know, just all at one time, but pe- we're all at different stages. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's something that's, you know, that, 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 that's a, a you know, an important thing, um, for any sort of program on mental health to, to, uh, to address. But, um, what, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, we can talk about like maybe a more, uh, you know, if you guys can share like any, like maybe plans for first steps for, you know, what the, you know, after the, um, the, the guidebook, like what sort of plans you have and what you're going to be focusing on and, and things like that. I can jump in there. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. The interesting thing, and I think that several uh, others could probably have this similar path, is the amount of time I'm putting into uh, learning about CADs and, and uh, spending time in the community. There's that other side, like my parents, you know, my um, uh, my mm. American adoptee parents, and there's even my spouse, and they're like, it feels so exclusive. Like they can't be a part of this thing. Um, so with that, and especially my mom and dad, you know, my, they're just, they know if I'm doing something really good and they're kind of on the outside. And that just made me think like, gosh, we need to do something for the parents of Korean adoptees. Because um, at the moment, you look at all the Facebook groups and the different groups out there and they're all catered toward the adoptee. Uh, but what about these parents? They're a big part of this journey for us. Uh, so that's the, that's, that would be, um, where we're putting our energy into the second project, but I'd like to see a series to, uh, address, uh, op- adoptees and societies or partners of adoptees. Uh, so we'll mm-hmm. see, we'll see where it goes, but I know like number two, we definitely want to focus back to that, um, person who was there for us, um, for the major uh, the parents who were there for us, you know, for the majority of our, of our lives. And also, you know, one of the things that is, is so important for us, the it a project that's going to address mental health and especially suicide prevention is, is a major undertaking. And the we have to give the Moses's team. So Moses is comprising a team of um, mental health professionals that you know, are also cats and they're going to come up with a recommendation. And then, you know, Jody and I need to figure out the operational project management element of making that into a reality. So we, we can't rush this. It, right. it is something that, you know, if we dive into the deep end of the pool, um, the potential for drowning is bad, <laughs> especially if you can't swim, you know. And uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a mental health professional. It, it would be dangerous for me to um, attempt to 
come up with a solution because even if it's the most well-intentioned, if we're talking about it, unless if we're just using the wrong language, you know, we're using the wrong terms. Um, I think that the professionals would quickly realize that we're frauds. And uh, so that can't happen. So what, here's what we have to do is we have to afford some time for significant contemplation, analysis, hopefully vigorous dis- debates and discussion within that mental health team to come up with a solution. But we're not going to sit idly on our, our hands on our butts while we're waiting. You know, we have other things that we want to achieve and accomplish, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, the series expansion and what Jody just talked about. I mean, that's just so important. And, you know, as we are going to progress on that, we're going to realize that there's other underserved areas in the uh, adoption narrative that also deserve some you know, guidance and, and advice. So we're going to follow that. And, you know, we're also uh, going to work on, on a project called uh, CAD Town Square, which is going to uh, ideally be a unifying website that has uh, really any any aspect of the Korean adoption experience uh, under one roof. You know, and there's a really good um, website out there right now, uh, which is the I Am Adoptee. Uh, and those those guys have just done a, just a kick-ass job of creating something where there's a lot of resources. Yeah. And, you know, so it's not necessarily going to be that. What it's going to be is all, you know, so many other aspects, whether it is a place, a, a gallery where people can look at cat artists and see what they're doing. Um, there's a, uh, there's an artist that does these postcards. Uh, she goes by Nikki often. I'm a huge fan of hers. Like I like every single one of her drawings. Um, and you know, to, you know, have her be able to really show that to the entire community is going to be pretty cool. You know, um, That's there's awesome. a manager of an amazing, uh, bourbon bar in the Dallas area. Yeah. Uh, Shirley Chung Williams, you know, so if you're traveling to Dallas and you want to know like, Hey, you know. It'd be cool to go to a place that uh, is owned or managed by a cat. You know, we can, you know, share that. And so there's so many, uh, I just, there's so much information out there. And, um, you know, to be able to put it under one roof is something that we, we think uh, and we know, actually, uh, we know that it's going to be a wonderful resource and uh, really provide that education that Jody's talking about, you know, it's, it's a website, but what we want to do is, you know, teach people and especially the ones that Moses references, the ones that are coming out of the fog to just, you know, have a, a really positive experience in learning about this culture that they're a part of that they, yeah. ne- they never knew they were a part of, you know? So, you know, that's the other project, but, you know, I personally, I, I tell everyone that I, I just can't wait to see what that result, what that recommendation that uh, our mental health team is going to uh, provide. And, you know, no matter what it is, you know, then, then Jody and my job is to make that a reality. Yeah. I'm excited too. Um, I guess I should uh, uh, jump in and talk about this mental health team that uh, both Derek <laughs> and, and Jody are so eager to see <laughs> what we come up with. No pressure, Moses. <laughs> Oh, I do want that pressure. That's tough, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you do, buddy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really appreciate what Derek is saying, that it needs to be uh, uh, done over time and with deliberate uh, uh, contemplation and, and, and consider so many, so many things. Uh, but right now, 
what we've done already and with the support of Derek and Jody uh, is we've created a page on our website uh, specifically uh, uh, providing uh, hotlines and numbers and websites and therapist directories uh, for people who are in crisis right now. And that's, that's been um, something that uh, was very important is the urgency of this is that uh, the uh, suicide rate for adoptees in general is four times higher than non-adoptees. Hmm. That while the, uh, the rate of uh, suicide uh, on average for the U.S. of, you know, out of 100,000 is 13.7. But for CADS, it's 54 or close to 54 out of 100,000. That's a giant uh, yeah. uh, discrepancy. So the urgency is real. So getting resources on our website, we are developing a specific CAD therapist group and finding and seeking and uh, welcoming uh, CAD therapists um, to join this uh, therapist community that uh, we're uh, actively building right now. Um, so there are things that we're doing, you know, to address Im the immediate need. Uh, in my research, it's been wonderful, wonderful to see uh, you know, even the small amount of resources specifically uh, addressing um, adoption issues or Asian American issues. Uh, uh, if I can reference uh, one other website, uh, growbeyondwords.com uh, is. And we'll share. We'll share that um, in the show notes. So. Oh, wonderful! So, Grow Beyond Words. Uh, is a, another therapist director, directory made up of adoptee therapists, not specifically CADs, but the therapists on, on that directory uh, are all adoptees um, and adoptee therapists. So, uh, so that was a very exciting find uh, for me, and I'm, I'm very happy to be on that directory as well. So uh, meeting the immediate need uh, while – uh, doing our due diligence uh, to really contemplate uh, what what's uh, the ongoing need in terms of eliminating and at the very least uh, reducing the suicide rate among uh, the CADs and international transracial adoptees. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, uh, something where uh, it's great to see that we have uh, uh, some re some research uh, that's been available. Uh, that there are others who are on the front lines, uh, like myself, uh, uh, tackling the, uh, the everyday issues um, and addressing all uh, everything that goes on with uh, uh, the adoption experience, um, as well as everybody else who. Uh, is, is helping us and supporting us and empowering us to raise our voices. Uh, and I really like to, to put out there because, uh, because we're in general 
invisible. We're left out of so many narratives, the, the, the Asian yeah. American narrative, the, uh, the mm-hmm. mental health narrative, um, yeah. even during, during uh, suicide week, uh, we're left out of those conversations. Um, yeah, it, you know, the PBS had a recent, you know, five hour special, three part special mm-hmm. about Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. And we were not, adoptees were not, were not in that at all. Right. Uh-huh. Surprised? I'm not surprised, but just goes to what Moses is saying about, you know, CADs being, or, or other Asian, um, you know, Asian American adoptees being invisible. That, that's all. Mm-hmm. And, and, if I can, and, and so I, oh, oh, sure. So the, the last point, if this is going to be my, my last point of, of the show is, uh, I really appreciate, um, Everyone who has supported me uh, in my efforts, my advocacy, uh, being able to go into non-CAD spaces uh, and non-Asian spaces and reach out to the broader mental health community. Uh, um, it, is, it is so important for us to be seen and heard and validated for the experiences that, that we go through that really is unique as an adoptee. Uh, and uh, I, I just can't be grateful enough uh, for all of my friends and colleagues uh, who have uh, supported me and the adoptive community in general to say, yes, we see you and we hear you and uh, we support uh, elevating your voice and, and for you to share your, your, your stories and your narratives. Uh, um, it really is the only way that we're going to um, uh, affect the positive change that we're looking for. It really requires everybody to come together. So, Adam, if I could just jump in and uh, we had talked about the short amount of time that this foundation um has um, journeyed uh, to come to this fruition. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at this as... This mission is so powerful that yeah. all of these people coming together, Derek has done a fantastic job, you know, putting people in the right place to go and reach other people. Um, he's created these teams that are just, it's just multiplying. It's amazing. We're, we're making our goals, but this place that we're at, the mission is so much stronger than our, our positions, like our professional positions, our political positions, you know, and I know we're just, on one side, we're, we're kind of tired of that noise anyway, but to have this space where people are working together for the same cause, it's just, it's beautiful. And to have yeah. the response from these volunteers to not only give of their time, but also the, you know, they're giving with funding. We've exceeded our goals in, um, May. And to be honest, we opened up, we, we, we filed our application on May 7th, I believe. Uh, so in such a short time to see these people just rally around this, it's That's just amazing. a testimony, you know, to see like, this is a needed thing for this time that we're at. Yeah. And that's amazing. Uh, and, you know, I give a lot of props to you guys for doing that because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's daunting starting anything. But I think obviously with, with the mission that you guys have and, and, you know, and, and, and I'm happy that you guys would, will have me and I'll be a volunteer on and be part of your social media team. We need your um, skills. Yeah. I mean, that's, I appreciate it. We'd love to have you. I mean, that's, uh, the- yeah. And right. so, you know, but this mission, you know, this mental health mission is just, uh, it's so incredibly important 
And, you know, Moses, uh, like, you know, the, the being seen and heard, you know, I think is absolutely important. And it's like the launching pad for so much more. And, um, you know, uh, the, this, this foundation and, and through plan A and then just through all the other people who will think about this and talk about this, I really have a lot of hope. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, and, the, and I think we're, you know, a lot of good things are going to happen. And, um, you Adam, know, can I, can I share something that I think a lot of people might feel, but they've always been just too hesitant to really, sure. um, you know, I'm honest about my mental health journey because what I want to do is to somewhat normalize it in the sense of, uh, I, I think there's so many of us that have struggled with, um, so many things. And somebody asked me the other day, like describe being a cad in one word. <laughs> and I thought about it. It was a cool question. And the, the answer I gave really surprised her. And the answer I gave was pressure. Yeah. And she was like, I get that, man. I get it. And, and I said, yeah, I said pressure because you, it just builds up and you have no release. And, you know, Adam, we kind of talked about this, you know, yesterday in um, the planning topic. Remember as far as like we would go home and we didn't have that positive male uh, figure like a father. We had a, sure. a yeah. dad. And so we couldn't ever really release it there. Right. And, you know, you have these things in engineering called pressure relief valves. And what it does is it just uh, releases that additional pressure, but we don't have them anywhere. And I, even today, I was thinking like, okay, I'm going to go on a podcast and we're going to talk about these issues when, you know, um, and this is a, 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 an African-American man was, was murdered, you know? Yeah. Uh, by yeah. So it's like, well, I can't, I can't really talk about it because problems just pale in comparison to, you know, what our fellow, you know, brothers and sisters of color um, are going through or, you know, that awful incident in, in Central Park. And so it's like every time that you want to open up your voice, it's stifled yeah. because yeah. It we meet the criterion of awareness on a social level. And because we're the model minority, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or we're just so lucky to be adopted or, you know, all these things. And it just builds and builds and builds. And that's been my life is that I've never had an opportunity to release it. And the only avenue I saw was to end my life. And that's why I've tried to commit suicide so many times because the pressure is just yeah. unbearable. And I want people out there, you know, maybe you're going, man, I know exactly what he feels like, but we can be our own pressure relief valves. You know, we can, absolutely. you know, and, and this is such a wonderful forum because not only do you get to kind of talk about it, but um, you also then encourage others to go, it, it's, you're not, you're not abnormal. That's, that's, you know, the one thing takeaway from this, that I want all cats to know uh, and any cat that comes out of the fog to know is there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. What's wrong is the system. What's wrong is society that has put us into a situation where that pressure cannot be released. And that's why you heard last night, Adam, you know, that my, my passion or, or, you know, or, or, of course. or, you know, just because it's like that pressure has been there and there's no way, there's no constructive, positive way to, to um, diminish it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and even today, like I learned about, you know, this, this lifestyle blogger who's obviously white and blonde and her white husband who adopted a special needs boy from China and then they rehomed him. They just said, we couldn't handle it. And she makes a living off of him. You know, she made many money for four years off the fact that she was such a great person for adopting him. And, mm. you know, when they find it too tough, they just give up. And they have four biological children and I could go on and on about this. But, you so know, sad. in the grand scheme of things, you're like, well, you know, and I, and I tweeted about it and it's a big societal issue because this rehoming happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an unregulated, uh, uh, you know, activity. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're like, you know, like you were saying, like, well, you know, is this like, is this like what, what happened to, you know, uh, George Floyd? So it, it, we need to be our own release valves. And, you know, and, and I, and I get, and I'm lucky enough, I think, to have people in my life that will vocally support me. Um, but I think it's very important that we act as those sounding boards, uh, for our, for our, you know, for, for all, you know, for us cats uh, and other adoptees too. Just any anyone who's adopted, uh, and um, because we all feel this pressure, and that that is such a great word, Derek. <laughs> pressure, because yeah. um, that that is that's what I, you know. I, so much of my life has yeah. been like that, uh, and um, it always makes me sad that when you tell you know when you talk about how you've attempted suicide, but it's reality. It, it's it it's what happened, and, and you know I I really. I really admire you for, for being willing to share that with the broader, you know, with the world. And, um, yeah. So, um, the reality is, is you can't have an honest dialogue if you're not willing to be honest. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's the first requirement is if we're going to say, look, we're going to have a tough, tough conversation, um, and tough conversations are centered around truth. Then we have to speak that truth, no matter how scary or uncomfortable it is. And, you know, since I've spoken that truth, no one's been like, hey, we, we can't hang out anymore. You know, no, no one's done sure. that. And so, you know, that's a, the other kind of positive thing that the people I, I hope really understand is that um, no one's going to walk away from you because you were honest. Yeah. Not anyone that's worth anything. That's yeah. for sure. Um, so, um, there's going to be a lot more to come with this. You know, as I mentioned Obviously, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm lucky enough to be part of their, their social media team. So I'll be spending time doing that. Um, you know, with, with the magazine, hopefully we'll be able to share, you know, the material when it comes out. Um, you know, I'm sure we're going to have another, you know, we've talked about adoptee issues in the past on this pod. Um, you know, this is the latest one. Um, we'll do more of it in the future. Um, a hundred percent. Um, did, Jody, did you have any closing thoughts you wanted to share? I think the rest of us have. <laughs> Set it up. <laughs> well, I think, you know, Derek's pressure. I don't know what Moses's word would be, but I would say uh, my word would be void. And I think void? it's something void, V-O-I-D. Just we all walk around with 
this thing like what was our real story because there every <laughs> all the paperwork says this this adopt mm-hmm. you know this korean was uh found at a police station or a police box or on the corner by a police box you know uh so there's just this void that we're all kind of dancing around and, and you know for me it's just it's easier to say i'm sure she died because of the way my behavior was when i came to america um you know my parents mm-hmm. there must must have been a death but um, we don't know. And it's sad because do we want to, you know, open that box or do we want to keep it closed or, you know, um, and I think when you said like unregulated activities, I, you know, that's what some of our CAD sisters and brothers are finding when they do open up that box. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, my, my mother told me that she actually didn't put me up, you know, didn't put me mm-hmm. up for adoption. <laughs> They, they actually, uh, they actually have been trying to find me. So there's some stories out there and it's just, we all kind of share this void. And I think there's a specialty of that's kind of what bonds us together. I mean, that is what bonds us together as CADs. We are brothers and sisters. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now we got to hear uh, Moses and Adam's word though. Now <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you want to go first, Adam? No, go ahead, Moses. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> uh, sure. So, uh, it, I, I appreciate Derek and, and Dirty going first. So, I had some time to think about uh, about what I would say here. Um, yeah, what I, you know what I would say is uh, piggybacking what what Derek was saying uh, about. Uh, taking a look at these things, um, it requires self-awareness, really, and us being able to look at ourselves and really look deep into ourselves. And it, uh, it it's not an easy thing to do. And I think that's that's part of uh, uh, why uh, so many of us uh, don't embark on that side of the journey um but uh for those of us who have done it and have come out of the other side uh the word that comes to mind is it's really addressing the invisible elephant in the room you know you using a a therapy term if you will uh you know uh it really is diving deep into the unspoken uh but often understood and often accepted uh, issues that go hand in hand with suicide and trauma and addiction and race and culture and identity and uh, a range of other things uh, that uh, uh, is necessary, but very difficult to do. Uh, So I think that'd be my word is as uh, coming from the therapy world of uh, uh, the invisible elephant, uh, and we need to uh, not make it uh, yeah. invisible anymore. We we have to address all these things and be the the pressure release for each other and fill in this void and uh, 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 bring it to the surface. Uh, so, 
that's a typical therapist answer. It requires multiple <laughs> sessions to come in. <laughs> Very true. How do we, how do we unpack that? <laughs> that's right. Um, I've had all this time to think about what word I'd say. And I, I've, it, it's a very, it, it sounds like a simple question, but it's, it's actually very hard for me to um, distill it down into to one single word. Um, so, I guess I'll, I'll just, I'll say a word that, that uh, touches on part of, part of it. Um, but I think the word I'd use would be doubt. Um, I found that, you know, my life, I've been filled with doubts. And I think that doubt stems from, you know, you know, the, the relinquishment and, and knowing that, you know, I was given up once. Um, so, there's always been a doubt in my mind about, um, you know, am I good enough or where do I fall or, uh, you know, the life that I have right now, will it be there tomorrow? So, there's always been a doubt um, in my mind. And... Um, I like uh, that word doubt, though. I think you... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a solid triple, if not a, a home run. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> because, yeah, you know, as you know, when you said doubt, I knew exactly where you were going with it. Yeah, we yeah. weren't good enough to be to, to keep, right? Yeah, are yeah. we weren't good enough to keep? Then what are we good at? You know, like, and yeah. that's the beautiful thing about the CAD vocabulary is that you know, you say a word like I said, pressure. You're like, yup, know exactly what I, what what you mean, right? You go yep. doubt, and I go, yep, I know exactly what you mean. Those connections and that it's just in a nanosecond because yeah. it is so familiar. It is, you know, and that's what we really need to do is we need to um, celebrate our community, celebrate that we have our own even language where, you know, those words just have visceral meaning and we know completely what that is. That's right. So, and, you know, and, and we're not, you know, we're also connected by sort of the bittersweet moments too. Um, you know, going back to sort of reunion and things like that. And no matter the outcome of reunion and your search and everything like that, they're going to be bittersweet moments. And I think th they're sort of shared uh, amongst mm. everyone who are, who's going in that through that journey. And, you know, that bittersweetness sort of connects us as well. And, um, you know, at, and I think also the joy of, of reconnecting with our own cultures which is also could be very bittersweet uh, since I think, you know, we've all been back to Korea uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, we, and I, and I've spoken at length about my own sort of uh, trips and journeys. Cause I, you know, I went back to Korea with my wife uh, last year uh, for the, for the third time. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that that sort of joy, but also bittersweetness connects us too. Um, so uh Anyway, I, I I know that we could all <laughs> we could all talk for a lot longer, uh, and um, you know we will have we, we will bring everyone back on to talk again. But you know, I want to I want to thank everyone um, for being on this podcast. Oh, Adam, so I have one more thing to say. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I I I did order a DNA test, and I mailed it in last week. I just thought oh, that nice. circle, circle it back, even though I wasn't able to do it through the three two three two five camera. We just went on our own, and uh, we're walking through that process. So that that'll be that's another thing that can connect adoptees that have gone through that. Even if you don't do it, you've thought about it, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so 
Um, well, so, you know, I look forward to, you know, I'm sure that you're excited about your results. And um, it, uh, do you have any hopes or expectations or, uh, you know, through doing this? Through doing um, the DNA I test? You know, it's funny. I think like all Korean girls, they think that um, their parents are some millionaire, billionaire, you know, family. <laughs> so Jody, Jody Gill is going to be a Samsung heir and then your funding needs for, for the Guy Foundation will be met forever. There you go. <laughs> Lotte, Samsung, I'll take any yeah. of them. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, so again, you know, thank you so much. Um, and, uh, we will be back and, um, thanks. Thanks everybody. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Oh, thank you. All right. Awesome. See you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>